1: Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast and today we have a good one like always and you know today today is a big one so th- today we're gonna have a fun podcast so this is what we're doing for this podcast we're gonna be talking about rising stars to watch out for next season so these these are guys that were gonna be younger guys that are under the age of 24 So, they're growing in the league. They're developing. They have more potential than what they're showing so far. And we really think these guys have star potential. And, you know, the only qualifier for this is, you know, anybody that's a superstar or a star is too good for the list. Like Luka Doncic, Trey Young, and John Morant, they're not on the list. But uh, where we talk about players, we're going to be listing them off, talk about their potential. It's going to be fun. A lot of these guys are. Only good player on their team, and you might be a New York Knicks fan, and you want to talk here to us talk about how good we think R.J. Barrett's going to be next year. Like this is an example there, uh, and so that's what we're basically going to be talking about today, giving some guys some love.
2: I feel it, man. Some some guys definitely deserve some love, but I feel like it's a lot of love going around the league lately. It's a lot of mm. love. It's a lot yeah. of love going around.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, since actually that was the first player, the first player was R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett's 22. He averaged 20 points (laughs) per game. What?
2: I just knocked that one in there on me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sly like that. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Sneaky, sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. (laughs) Uh, twenty points per game, thirty-three assists, five point eight rebounds. He's shooting thirty-four percent from the three-point line, forty percent from the field goal percentage. Um, you know he's such a slow, smooth shot creator. He really is a tough shot maker. His, I feel like he's learning more in the pick and roll. Um, his efficiency numbers are not good. Forty percent from the field is not really ideal. Um, but you know, when we're talking about efficiency wise, that's something that's going to come with growth. Um, one thing I would like to see him do better. And I think he did it a little bit last year is the pick and roll. See, because the reason why he could become a star and really put up some good stats for the Knicks is... He's getting to the point in time where he's the most creative, most explosive two-guard heading to the future, or guard that they have that can run the pick-and-roll and operate the pick-and-roll and grow in the pick-and-roll. And I feel like higher volume from the pick-and-roll, him learning how to make better decisions, him playing a little more efficiently, um, can lead to a guy that can become the star for the New York Knicks in a few years. And i uh, definitely going to be excited to see how much he grows into next season as well. Um, I don't ever think he's ever going to be a superstar, but I could see him being a star. So what do you think about RJ Barrett?
2: I can agree more. I, c- I could see him being a star. Um, I mean, we've seen what, what, what kind of caliber of player he will be, you know, based off of, you know, his time in Duke with Zion. Um, so we know that he's a two. Um, I just feel that New York gonna be a good launching pad for him but I don't really see mm. him staying there if he wants to win something because mm. they're just they're unable to put things around him to make him make it, to build a contender because every you know the the last thing I mean though the first thing that every NBA player you know whether you good or bad or indifferent I think everybody wants to win a ring so I just feel that he's gonna it's, it's gonna take some time but he'll eventually he'll get to the point what? where he'll leave I mean they're paying him really well right now they think he's the future um I would Hello? I'm not against that. I'm just a you know big opponent for like if you're a good player, you know what I mean, and like especially if you're in a bad organization, like the Knicks, badly run organization, like the Knicks, then it's like mm. it's, you only have one or two choices. It's either stay and be mellow, or you leave and be LeBron. So,
1: yeah, w- Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that he's definitely the kind of player that could end up on a team that has open, that has good forwards, a good center, and they need a guard and a young guard that grows with them. I could really see him being a good three on a championship team. If he ever wants to leave Um, a big three, he'll be the third best guy. So, yeah, RJ Barrett's solid, man. He's solid. Anything else you want to say before we kick it to the next guy?
2: I can't believe New York thought they was getting Zion. That's besides
1: the <laughs> point. <calling>. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, the the next guy is really interesting. I think not a lot of people would have seen him growing this this fast, and it's Tyrese Maxey, the the guard for the Philadelphia Center Sixers. He's twenty one years old. He averaged seventeen point five assists per game, four point three assists, forty two point seven percent from the three point line. I don't know how much that is real equation to how well he shoots threes. It might've been a aberration year where he shoots way better than he usually does. But, Mm -hmm. um, 48% from the field goal percentage. I mean, this guy is an amazing athlete. He, his speed and quickness and burst and ability to change speeds are all extremely high level. And um, basically what I really want to see is we're talking about a guy like Tyrese Maxey, these explosive guards. It's then about, okay, you have the athletic gifts to get to the rim. You have the athletic gifts to tear up a defense. You have the athletic gifts to really expose people. Now the next step is how much skill can you develop to really make checks and balances to what the defense is giving you and really being able to be a more complete player that leads you into becoming a star. And, you know, Tyrus Max has got that athletic gifts to get there in my opinion so what are you thinking about Tyrese Maxey as a rising star
2: oh for sure he's a big time rising star he came out of nowhere too like I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. him to be this great and I think that he's yeah. in the perfect situation for him it's not too many players who are in a good situation but he is mm-hmm. because <clears throat> right now James Harden is in Philly this is a great player that you want to get as much knowledge from Oh, mm-hmm. how can I improve my shooting? How can I draw more fouls? How can I improve my handles? This is a this guy averaged like almost sixty points. I mean, not six, not average sixty points, but we had like multiple sixty point games. Yeah, this is like the James Harden is a kind of a I wouldn't say a, this is I would say that's a ceiling for Tyrese Maxey. He could possibly go that to that length because he he's coming out strong. And I was just like, wow. Mm-hmm. So I yeah his scoring volume exactly is impressive. Yeah, Yeah. because it's 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 almost like he's like, like I said, he's in a good position. He's at a great organization because of who he's surrounded by. Uh James Harden. He could definitely feed off of that for sure. And you know we'll see something else next year. Yeah, Embiid is more like you know he actually is a good fit for Embiid as well. But I'm talking more like developing his his individual skill. You know, because James mm-hmm. Harden is an underrated passer. So add some of that True. to Tyrese Maxi and then <laughs> have him work on his handles and his shooting and things like that. And then we'll probably see a couple 50, 40 point game explosions from Tyrese Maxi. Who knows?
1: Mm-hmm. I could definitely see that. Yeah. 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 I feel like he's a solid guy for this list. <clears throat> All right. We're going to go ahead and kick it to the next guy. The next guy that we think could be a rising star that's under the age of 24 is Scotty Barnes. I mean, this is an easy choice. 21 years old, he won Rookie of the Year, 15 points per game, 3.5 assists, 7.5 rebounds, shot 30% from the three-point line, 50% from the field goal percentage. And, you know, when we're talking about Scotty Barnes, we're talking about a guy with some serious gifts, 6'8", rocked up, world-class defender the guy can be a defensive player of the year level guy his ability to be a great passer have great basketball IQ, read the floor make decisions off of it push in fast break post smaller players um you know he doesn't have a ton of perimeter shot creation to in his game and however much he develops that in his career will determine how great of a player he can be. But somebody I could feel like, even if without extreme skill development, he could be a lot like Scottie Pippen. I feel like that's a very, very good you know, comparison. I mean, the guy's already averaging 50 points per game. He's shooting 50% from the vehicle percentage. He has similar athletic gifts and build to Scottie Pippen and similar ways of passing and being a point forward and just being athletic and being a world class defender. So this guy has really high upside. I really believe in Scotty Barnes, has real star upside, and you gotta watch to see how much he develops next year. I can't wait to see what, what skill he adds to his game. What do you think about that, Chris? Scotty hmm. Barnes. That's
2: crazy. Yeah, yeah. I I, I definitely agree. One thing I will say is his mindset is right. Um, especially when you mm-hmm. come into defending. I can see how you can make the 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 um the comparison with with Scottie Pippen. Mm. You know, Scotty, Scotty, I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny like that. Yeah, it yeah. really is. But um uh, yeah, like he's just a world class defender. He he has all the mm. the right Intangibles to be a great <sighs> defender. This is what he wants yeah. to do. This is what he prides himself on. Like I believe that he's a defender first, and then a scorer second. I think that mm-hmm. what he really wants to do is make his impact defensively, and you can see that, especially like during his, I mean, I think his initial conference. He was talking about how like he looked up to Kawhi Leonard and like. That like what's Kawhi Leonard's calling card? It's his defense. It's not really mm-hmm. I mean, like yeah, he can score and give you buckets and you know and be a star player, but really it's his defense. For to have a young player who already has the mindset that if I defend at a high level, then we can win games. That's as big because a lot of a lot of a lot of players come into the league not defending, they don't play any defense.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I feel like that's a really good point, Chris. You ready to kick it to the next one? Yes, sir. <clears throat> All right, back-to-back back Cleveland Cavaliers here. Uh, this is the next guy that we think could be a star. The watch out, watch him grow next year. There's a young guy, and his name's Evan Mobley, 21 years old, 15 points per game, 2.5 assists, 8.3 8. rebounds, 50% for the field goal percentage, 25% for the three-point line, two blocks a game. Ridiculous. Um we're talking about a great athlete, a guy that has a lot of skill in the post, um, a guy who flashes skill ball handling and doing some mid-range type stuff. He might not be a super duper efficient at those type of things yet, but he's definitely has some things as you can buy into moving forward in the future. And, you know, he's a phenomenal world-class defender. I mean, this guy is switchable, 7-foot. It's dirty how, like, switchable and fluid his hips are. It's absolutely insane. And uh, he's a good shot blocker at the rim as well. It's almost like he's 95% of Anthony Davis. That's kind of what Evan Mobley is and his potential is. And, you know, this guy is special. So what do you think about Evan Mobley, man?
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely a special. He's he turned, he came in last year and turned our entire organization around. You know him and mm-hmm. Darius Garland, and even you know yeah. that's the reason they decided to push out, um, you know Colin Sexton because you know they have to they want to pay their their big guys first. You know Darius Garland and Evan Mobley. So <clears throat> aside from that, um, how do I put this? Uh, yeah, so I can see where you're coming from with the 95 percent of Anthony Davis because he's averaged two blocks a game. You know, he's pretty efficient when it comes to being around the basket. I want Uh to see him develop more of a three-point shot, be able to stretch the floor a little bit more, even though Mm -hmm. I'm okay with him. Because you already have Jared Allen. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't really have to be too traditional because you have Jared Allen to bang down low, be that caliber of player, block shot. Not saying that I want you to stop. Still play defense at a high level, but maybe just you can stretch the floor a little bit more and make and really open up the floor, really open up mm-hmm. the floor, and let those let let Darius Garland have more room to operate and to for Jared Allen to be a lob threat, things like mm-hmm. that. So, I completely agree with everything that you said. I'm just saying that I just want to see him develop more of a shot going forward.
1: Okay, three point shot is what you're looking forward to seeing to, to gauge his development. That's interesting. Okay, yeah, I, I was like that's a pretty shot. good idea.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: pick and pop a little little bit yeah
2: because you already have jared yeah. allen so you don't really need mm-hmm. to be down low i don't mean like no. you like if you want to be like a Giannis kind of player like Giannis, if you look at his game like he went from Giannis run jump dunk onto the cupo to like Giannis with a book full of moves like if you want to do that mm. and maybe just stretch mid-range i'm fine with that but you don't have to bang down low we have yeah. jared allen for that
1: yeah that's true yeah it's an interesting thing, man. It's going to be really interesting to see how much he grows. Yeah. You ready to go to the next guy? Of course. All right. Forward. The next guy that is going to be, that's a rising star. That somebody could be a star one day and uh, is super young is Darius Garland. At 22 years old, 21 points per game, 8.6 assists, 38% for the three-point line, 46%. From the field, I mean, this guy, I loved this guy for a very long time. Um, even when we had Colin Sexton and this guy, Darius Garland, I always thought Darius Garland was the better player. And his perimeter shot creation from the three-point line is so special. He's played such an efficient brand of basketball. He's such a good passer. And I feel like for the Cleveland Cavaliers moving forward, I think, He's such a good deep three-point shooter. I think it's about deepening the range out a little bit more. I feel like what I would love to see him is he's kind of in that range where it's not quite Steph Curry, Dame range, but it's just like one step, one foot, one step in front of it. I just want to take one step back. Oh, in training sessions, I feel like that would create a lot of dynamics on the floor. That would be really tough. But I feel like he's potential to pull it from back there. He's twenty two, he's got plenty of time to grow. I feel like that in polishing off the passing. I mean, this guy has potential to be a 10-assist-per-game guy and be a legitimately high basketball IQ player. Um, he's kind of like Mark Price a little bit, where it's just efficient basketball, three-point shooting, can get to the rim. You know, he's kind of like that kind of guy, and I feel like he can grow in multiple different ways, and I, I'm interested to hear what you think, Chris.
2: That's an interesting point. You said stretch it back to Dame to Dame and Seth Range. I can see that, yeah. um, but... What I want to see next year, um, I think that you know this guy is pretty much... He, I mean, not saying that he's done developing. Not even saying that at all. I'm saying that he can mm. step forward in like the physical aspects, such as like scoring, passing, you know what I mean? Mm. Facilitating more. Fine. I want to see him be more of a leader. That's what I'm looking for now. Because it seems as if now the Cavs know what direction they're heading in.
1: Mm.
2: They've moved Sexton. So now there's no jumble. Who's the guy now? We know who's the guy. This is Mm -hmm. your team now. I want you to see more leadership. It's
1: Donovan Mitchell's team.
2: Yeah, but I'm talking about like, are you going to, like, mm, I don't know. I I believe in, uh, that's a good point. No, it's Darius Garland's team.
1: Why? (laughs) Wait, what?
2: serious garland's team i'm you want me Council. to show you why
1: yeah yeah let's
2: 16. hear it uh go to the playoffs and lose i'll make you uh a leader
1: are you saying going to the playoffs and losing <laughs> don't oh you're talking about don mitchell <laughs> yeah. yeah rudy gobert <laughs> next to him <laughs> like, like, how are we supposed to know how good Donovan Mitchell's leadership skills is when he has to deal with a guy that doesn't develop his skill but is criticizing in the press? Like, I don't know what we're talking
2: about. I know, here. I know, I know. But I'm, I'm a, I'm a homegrown fan, right? I've been a mm. Cavs fan it's since inception. So, yeah, I'm going with the guy who was drafted to us. I'm gonna say this is his team. I'm not, I'm not playing politics here. Mm. <laughs> this is his team. Hey, if I Donovan Mitchell
1: Donovan. can't lead, then yeah, you have a point.
2: I want to see him. No disrespect to Donovan Mitchell, that was just a joke. Okay, mm. don't want you guys in the comments. Donovan Mitchell is the best player. Donovan, yeah, he's The best player on the Jazz. Oh. <laughs> I don't want that. Uh, that was just a joke. Darius Garland is my is the leader. Is my de facto leader of the Cavs, right, Chris? This is what I want to see him do. I want to see him lead more. I think that mm. this been has been cut and dry now since the trading of Colin Sexton. Even though it was to get another player, I believe that it's been cut and dry now that this is his team. This is who they're going forward with. This is who they believe in. That's why they bring Donovan Mitchell in, because they want to make a run toward the championship. They believe yeah. that this core group of guys, led by Darius Garland, can do it. Mm-hmm. So I want to see him be more of a leader. Yeah, you feel can be like a Curry a if point. you want to. Be a, be a, just be a leader on the floor. And just let, you know, like... And step away and like let Draymond, you know, type type leader, but just just be a leader. That's what I want to see more of, more leadership.
1: Darius Garland, the leader of the year. That's what Chris wants to see. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like that's an interesting take. You ready to kick it to the next guy? Of
2: course, More ready.
1: All right, next guy up. The another guy that can be a star one day that has high upside that um you should we'll guys watch as the other grow next season is. Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham's 20 years old, 6'8", 17 points per game, 5 assists, 31% for the three-point line, 41% for the field goal percentage. Um, When I think about Cade Cunningham, the first thing I think about is high basketball IQ player. He may not have extreme athletic gifts, but he is a great basketball mind. Um, Another thing that Cade's got to work on, and the Pistons got to work on. One, first things first, Pistons can't be playing around with him at the two sometimes. He needs to be the high-volume guard. He needs to be the guy touching the ball all the times when he's on the court. This guy needs to develop, and you develop young guys through reps. Reps at the point guard position. He needs point guard development. Ball in his hands all the time, develop volume guy development. And, Mm -hmm. on top of that, in college, he shot 40% from the three-point line. In the NBA, he shot 31% and shot 41% from the field goal percentage. Those are really terrible shooting splits for him, comparatively speaking to what it was at Oklahoma State. Um, so I feel like... His three-point shot dynamic with his high basketball IQ and length is what made him the number one pick for a lot of people, even though we had him as a number two and had JL Green above him. But, you know, those combinations of factors is what we made everybody love him. And he's got to polish up that three-point shooting because 31%, I mean, that's really bad. That is really, really bad. And a guy that shot 40% from college, I mean... The transition, whatever, I don't know if there's a hitch in in his shot or something that was going wrong or he just wasn't in flow or, you know, a multitude of issues, but it just, it's not the same. So I feel like what we're looking for and I feel like what we should watch out to see is how much does the three point shooting develop next year? Kate Cunningham, what do you think, Chris?
2: Okay, so I like that. I like that. I like that point. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and agree with you, right? So I will completely agree with the fact that his IQ is there, right? That's no doubt about it. You know, that can improve a little bit. Passing his ability is crazy. His shooting is something I would like to see more of as well. Um, Mm I would like to see that take a big improvement disregarding numbers i just feel that this is a three-point shooting league and if you especially mm-hmm. if you want him to be like the de facto guard like okay don't slide him down to two, keep him at one he has to knock down more of his shots and be able because <clears throat> he's already facilitating like that's neither here nor there but when, yeah. when, when the ball is in your hand and the and the defense breaks down what can you do with it this that's, that's yeah. what the league becomes now since since like you know 10 since, since it's been a decade since it's been like that now it's like when the yeah. defense break down, what can you do with it? If the defense mm-hmm. is not afraid of you taking a shot, then we can't put you in this in these type of positions. Um, True. So <clears throat> I just want to see more of that, Just see him develop that shot and develop, you know, just being more confident with his shot.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I feel yeah. like he can shoot. You know what I mean? You said he was 41% or something like that. Yeah, it was now 40% in college. It was pretty impressive. 40% in college. I think yeah. his, his confidence is down. Or maybe yeah. the skill level is too high now. Who knows?
1: Yeah, we'll find out next year. Hopefully it was just a first-year jitters, first-year, you know, fluke type of thing for his, his career. You never – even though we were like, oh, we like Jalen Gray more than him, blah, 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 I I hope this guy becomes the MVP of the league. I don't wish anything bad on anybody else just to prove me right in debates. So, um, yeah. yeah, I I hope he figures it out. Yeah. All right, you ready to transition to the next guy? Let's go. All right, the next guy, the next guy that's a rising star, somebody to watch out for next year that's a younger guy under the age of 24, is Tyrese Halliburton. And I feel like the NBA media and NBA fans are not putting two plus two together on Tyrese Halliburton. Okay, first things first, 41% for the three-point line, 17.5 points, 9.6 assists, 4.3 rebounds, 47.3% for the field goal percentage. He's a great perimeter shot creator. But what I feel like the league is not putting two plus two together on Tyrese Halliburton is, I feel like the Indiana Pacers are telling you by trading Malcolm Brogdon and Karis LeVert and having Buddy Hewitt, Chris Duarte, drafting Benedict Matherin, you know what position they're not addressing, quote-unquote? It's the point guard position. For a while, Tyrese Halliburton was a two-guard, a combo guard, and when he is in Sacramento, De'Aaron Fox is the guy that's getting the offense ran around him. I feel like... The, piss, the Pacers are telling you through their moves that they're going to give him the keys to the offense next year. They're going to have all this spacing with Miles Turner, with Buddy Heald, with Benedict Matherin, with Chris Duarte, and he's going to be able to get the keys of the castle and be a volume shooter. I don't know what most improved player odds are looking like right now, but I fully expect him to go from 17 points to 23-24. I really feel like this is a volume guy, a guy that you guys should watch and grow. I could be wrong about this, but I really feel like there's... And the coach is Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle wants to play like, oh my gosh, I have Luca and we're building around this volume guy, and I have a bunch of shooting and scorers on the wing, and we're just going to put up points and not play any defense. Like, you know... Tyrese Halliburton and the Pacers might be fun to watch, but they're kind of win like 33, 34 games. So yeah. that's the situation for a guy like this to get a lot of shots. And he just shoots ridiculously well from the three point line. And I, I think they're going to start, they're going to give him the chance to have that keys to the offense and really get the volume scoring. So Tyrese Halliburton, man, is an under the radar guy to really watch out for most improved player.
2: That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, so I would agree with that because you know, like at Sacramento, he was, you know, he was slowly building up behind you know De'Aaron Fox, but he was Mm -hmm. like, he wasn't. You saw like flashes of what he possibly could become, you know. So Uh I think this was a good move putting him in with Pacers because these are a young team still. They're still pretty Mm -hmm. young never won anything don't have it. they can grow together you can put them together you can you can allow some it's, it's room for error
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah not saying in sacramento there's no room for error because there's a lot of room for error in sacramento i mean they're not one of the best teams in the league probably won't mm-hmm. be for a minute no. but there's a lot more room for error in, with the pacers um yeah. especially if they you know you try it out like hey like how about you be our guy for a second and you know this offense is yours and then we'll see what you can do and then we'll move from there I mean, like that's the perfect type of, you know, situation for a guy like this, especially a volume mm-hmm. scorer. Because some guy who needs the ball constantly in their hands, who's going to take majority of your shots, who's going to possibly make majority of your shots, and also mm-hmm. to, to see some facilitation. Because if they put him in the, they give him the keys to offense. You want to see the offense run around him. You want to see mm-hmm. he spread the floor out. You got all these shooters around, so you stretch the floor to like an amazing length right now because everybody can shoot on the floor.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So. <clears throat> I just think it'll be fun to watch next year. I, I d- totally agree.
1: Yeah. The Pacers are are going to be that team that either wins by 20 or loses by 30, depending on the threes are hitting. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody uh, on that floor can shoot a three. Yeah. Yeah. They're just going to play by the three point line. They did the same thing last year, too. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to go to the next guy? Yep. The next guy, man, is another guy that's a rising star that's under the age of 24, and his name's Tyler Hero.
0: I mean, can we get... Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-Free Listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com newsadfree. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
1: This guy off the bench, uh, 20 points per game, four assists, 44% for the field goal percentage, 40% from the three point line, 22 years old, um, We just got to see this guy get more volume. That's what I'm intrigued to see. Is he actually the starting two guard? Do the Miami Heat really know that he should not be? Look, your second best scorer on the team should not be coming off the bench. It's just that simple. Um, Tyler Hero, man, what I want to see him grow and improve is I feel like sometimes he's just got to learn and grow to learn when to take the shots and when not to. I feel like his shot decision, even though his stats aren't that bad, I feel like I see him take a lot of bad shots sometimes, and I just think he should go through some growth with those things. So that's what I'm looking for him to grow into. Um, So what do you think, Chris?
2: I would say that as well, but one thing I do want to see, because I I agree with your point about solid hero, you know, I need a hero. Um, yeah. I think that he's a he's a good player. Um, I think that he he you know he takes some good shots, takes some bad
1: shots. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but what I really want to see is not his scoring because I know you can score. You know, I'm not looking for that. I want to see him take just one step in the right direction defensively. That's it.
1: Uh, I just want him to do, good point. Yeah. I
2: just want him to be Luca for a second. You remember Luca was like, I don't play defense, and then he started playing defense a little bit. Just do that. Just do James
1: that Harden. Bit.
2: James Harden, just play just play a, just a little bit of defense. Just a little uh-huh. bit of defense. And then they'll put you on the floor more. Because that's why they don't put you on the floor. That's why it's not as hard for him to start right now, even though he is, like, the second best scorer on the team. The reason why mm-hmm. it's hard for him to start is because he doesn't play any defense. Mm-hmm. That you can't put somebody on the floor that you have to hide because he's a he's a defensive liability. He may be great offensively. He's going to spark up and torture the whole team, but he's, he's going to get killed on the other end because he can't guard it. He can't guard it. Can't guard a fly. It's just, <clears throat> mm. just take a step forward defensively. I don't want to see, okay, you in a gym shooting, that's fine. We understand. Working on your game. Work on those defensive slides. Work on increasing your speed and keeping up with the defender. Just stay, just keep him in front. Just keep, you don't have to steal the ball. Just keep the defender in front of you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Take a step forward like that. That's all I want to see is step forward defensively.
1: I feel like that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that, but that was definitely a good point. Yeah, <clears throat> a good friend, <laughs> yeah. All right. The next guy, the next guy that's under the age of twenty-four that can be a star, that's a rising star that you guys watch out next year and see how he grows, is a guy who's prime time in Charlotte, North Carolina. Lamelo Ball. I mean, twenty-one mm. years old, twenty points per game, seven point six assists, seven rebounds. 42% from the field goal percentage, 38% from the three-point line, which is phenomenal, especially for a guy, by the way, that shot below 30% in Australia coming into the draft. So it's great to see that development. Um, Lamelo Ball, man, is those 38% from the three-point line is what I feel like just needs to grow more. Like, there is, when you think about a guy's game, a guy like Lamelo Ball doesn't have any mid-range game. So saying, "Oh yeah, he should become, you know, the next Michael Jordan in the next three years with his mid-range skills" is kind of unrealistic for NBA players. But when I saw him coming out of coming out of Australia, we see him growing and young. And the thing that really intrigued me the most was, yeah, he's got great basketball IQ, great highlight passes, but it's the deep three-point shooting. That deep three point shooting is the keys to unlock his ability to become extremely elite top five top 10 point guards in the game elite and i feel like shot creation sidesteps step backs you know from the volleyball line you know just like creative moves from distance and you know refining those distance three-point shots are going to pull the defense out it's going to make everything easier and he's really close to getting there so i feel like that's the obvious choice i mean the guy is like really really close to developing that polishing that and then his dynamic will become even stronger. So that's where I'm going with LaMelo Ball. And, uh, you know, defensively he could grow too, but he's he's young. So we'll see what happens. What do you think of Chris?
2: Yeah, <clears throat> with LaMelo, I think he's exciting. You know, it's really <laughs> exciting watching yes. him play, watching him grow, <laughs> watching him play alongside that team. They've really got uh-huh. a whole new attitude with the drafting of LaMelo Ball. The Charlotte Fox uh-huh. now fun to watch. Um, yeah. But one thing that I would like to see is that I feel that He's that guy, right? I feel like he's star, superstar level at this point, right? Uh-huh. I think that's, it's without a doubt. I wanted to see him take that step mm-hmm. and become an all star. I want him to, to be definitively that guy. I want to see. However that may happen, if you if, if, if it's going into the gym and and putting up 300 shots and, you know, so next season you shoot 50%, you know, or if it's, you know, improving on your passing skill, improving your ball handling, shooting from longer distance, whatever that, I want to see him take that step. I want, you've been, it's almost three years. I want to see all-star put level. I see all-star potential. I want to see all-star level next year. I want you to definitively be that guy. That's what I want
1: out of the middle of next
2: year. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, man. He's so special. So much fun to watch. All right we're going to go ahead and transition to the next guy. The next guy is uh, these guys went uh, one and three in that draft class. And the next guy that's a rising star that's young, it's Anthony Edwards, 21 years old, 21 points per game, 3.8 assists, 44% field goal percentage, 35% of the three point line. Um, what I feel like Anthony Edwards, we should be looking out for his growth next year is consistency. Mm. I feel like, in the playoffs, we watched him one game. It might have been game one where he drops 28 or 30 or 32, 34. And he kind of drops off and drops 16. Next game, he drops like 25. Next game is like 14. And he'll go from 14 to 35. And that just kind of meets in the middle of 21 points per game. Um, I feel like consistently night in and night out um you know i feel like those type of things getting in the gym polishing off the game becoming more consistent is what i would like to see um that's what i feel like i would want to see him grow into next year and uh chris what do you think about anthony edwards what do you think he should grow
2: mm, okay so the one thing i want to see anthony edwards grow at is awareness I think uh-huh. that there was a game that they had the potential to win and he, he didn't understand what was going on, how he should have handled that situation and he lost the mm. ball and then they lose the game. I feel that his IQ needs to grow. I feel okay. that we see the we see we see the scoring potential, you know, we see the star potential in him.
1: Fine. Mm-hmm.
2: But we need your awareness. We need your IQ to go up a couple points. Because yeah. those mistakes Make you, I mean, those mistakes cause L's in the column, in the in, you know, in the win loss column. Mm-hmm. Those mistakes cause you to lose. We want to see more dubs, more Ws, more wins. So mm-hmm. you have to take that experience last year. That's heartbreak. You you made it all the way past the play in to get into the first round, just to lose in the first round to a team that I believe was the better team, but you had every opportunity to win those games, mm-hmm. and it was just immaturity immaturity awareness and low iq that's the those the three things i want to see him work on
1: yeah i feel like those are all good things yeah i feel like you're right yeah 100 percent. i'm yeah. with you chris yeah, all right <clears throat> all right the next guy we're gonna be talking about is uh another guy that can be a rising star that's really close to being that and um watch out for next year is Shea just alexander 24 years old, 24.5 points per game, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, 45% field goal percentage, 30% from the 3-point line. And I think after you hear me say that, you should probably understand what I think he could do better, and that's shooting threes. You know, he's got to be more efficient. Because the reason why is on the Oklahoma City Thunder, he gets the keys to the castle offensively, okay? Nobody else is, you know, putting up 20 shots. So a guy like this might be a little overinflated on how many ga- how many points per game he would average on the Clippers or the Lakers or one of those teams. Um, but I feel like this freedom has allowed him to develop his scoring skill, and I feel like the three-point shooting – is going to allow teams, when they're taking the Thunder, more seriously defensively. And, you know, most people view the Thunder, if you're a winning team, you probably view them as an off night, something we don't really have to try super hard to beat or, you know, we're going to rest against. But, um, you know, this is this is a guy that just, I think the three-point shooting has to develop. So what do you think about Shea?
2: I'd give you that. That's a good point. I think that the three point shooting definitely needs to develop. Mm-hmm. I feel that, that they have a good tandem there with Josh Giddy and Shea Gilgis, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a good that's a good It's a good backcourt. They can have yeah. movement for it. But I think that just to take that step shooting because he's like you said, like he has the keys to the offense. He's gonna take majority of the shots, so it's a little bit conflated, you know what I mean? I mean not conflated, mm-hmm. it's a little bit inflated because of the team that he's on and the position yeah. he's in. So we need to take advantage of that. You get the ball you touch the ball a hundred times, you need to make the majority of those shots. So mm. I would say the three point shot needs to increase.
1: Mm. I agree with you, Chris. You ready to talk about the next guy?
2: Yes, sir.
1: Next man up is somebody that a lot of mainstream NBA fans don't understand his upside. And hmm. His name is Anfrey Simmons. He's a rising star that can be a star one day. 23 years yeah. old for the Portland Trailblazers, 17 points per game, four assists, 2.5 rebounds, 40% from the three-point line, 44% from the field goal percentage. I mean, this guy is got a lot of gifts. He is a point guard, slash two guard, a combo guard, whatever you want to call him. That shoots extremely well from the three-point line. and also has a ridiculous amount of athletic gifts. He was in the slam dunk contest pretty young. And I feel like the thing that I immediately, when you think about him and when I watch about him, is I think he needs to play with more force around the rim press mm. the issue a little more because he's got so many athletic gifts that he can dunk on people. He can finish around the rim. He can draw more fouls and get this points per game up average pretty easy. Just going to the free throw line a little bit more putting these centers in tougher positions. I feel like he's really mastered how to play off ball shooting how to create off a shot. You know, I don't think that's going to develop any much more, but I feel like the ability to draw fouls at the rim and take advantage of his average athletic gifts a little bit more could really make him a guy that could become a star. So that's what I think about Infrae Sims. What do you think, Chris?
2: I can see that. I can definitely see him pushing the issue he needs to. He has too many mm. athletic gifts to not be, you know, making it harder, being a giant slayer. Uh-huh. You, 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 yeah. You're in the good position right now because you have Dame Lillard and he's he's not as tall, you know what I mean? He's used mm. to going right at the big. Drawing the big out, putting them on an island, and yep. cooking them. This is what you should be trying to be doing. This is the this is the lessons you should be trying to be taught right now from Dame. Dame is mm-hmm. good is a good example of that. You don't have to spend your range out. Just be more aggressive. Attack more because yeah. when you attack and you're a fearsome attack, I mean a fearsome attacker. Yeah, like then you clear you open the floor up. For everybody else now yeah. other now they're more afraid of you jump going downhill on them now you shots are opening up around the court. Yep. now the team mm-hmm. can get involved,
1: yeah, I agree, I agree <clears throat> yeah, all right, we only got a few more guys left on the list down to five, and the next man up is somebody I loved coming out of the draft, and you know he's a rising star, really young that can become a star one day and the next one up is Jonathan Cominga, 19 years old, 9.3 points per game, 3.3 rebounds, one assist, 51% from the field goal percentage, 33% from the three point line, all off of 17 minutes a game. <laughs> Dear goodness. Um, you know, oh my gosh, Jason, you have a guy in here that averages less than 10 points a game. Well, he just played for the NBA championship team as a rookie. He didn't get a lot of minutes. Um, When I thought, when you know, when I think about this guy, the person I compared him to coming out of the draft was Kawhi Leonard, and he still reminds me of Kawhi Leonard because he's six foot eight, great wingspan, can defend extremely well. He's in a situation like Kawhi where he's learning how to win, he's learning how to develop, he's learning how the player progress and grow to his own game. But what people don't know is because he doesn't fit, doesn't fit in the Warriors' offense. And it doesn't get utilized because he's not that great at it yet because they have Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins and those guys to run the offense around is he's got great mid-range footwork and skill. He's got fadeaways, mid-range, good footwork, good ability to read feet, good ability to jab step like he's very schooled. If you watch him, the G League that's why I loved him so much and compared to Kawhi, the great mid-range footwork, great body, great ability to finish around the rim. And I feel like next year, I feel like he's going to get more minutes because they do have an open spot of they need a guy off the bench that's the athletic wing that can guard and switch and rotate. So I feel like he's going to get more minutes next year because Andre Godal is getting to the point in time where he's really aging out um, of the league pretty soon, even though he's still on the roster, I think. Um, So I feel like... What I want to see him grow into next year is, you know, get up some mid-range shots that we saw in the G League that I saw when I was scouting him. Um, I feel like those are the type of things I'd like to see, but I don't expect to see it all the time because, again, there are restrictions on his game because they're trying to win a ring. So what do you think, Chris?
2: I can agree with that. I can see that Andre Iguodala is going to age out of the league and then eventually Jonathan Kaminga will be the next guy up because the Warriors are really deep. Mm -hmm. but what i would say is that in a on a team like the warriors where they just won an nba championship roles are pretty much defined so when you are drafted to a team like that the thing that you need to do first is define your role and that's what i want to see him do i want to see him figure out how he fits and how he can help this team win how he fits into the team i want him to define his role as a role player If he's going to be on that type of team, I mean, he's not. it's it's years down the line possibly because they have a lot of young guys who are coming up before him, like Jordan Poole and Toscano Anderson. Well, I don't think Toscano Anderson is on anymore. But Jordan Poole, at least, who's going to be in front of this guy? Andrew Wiggins is going to be in front of him. So there's going to be times where he's not going to – it's going to be a while before he gets a chance to really start and we really get to see something. So define your role on how you're going to impact the offense and the defense of this team. I, that's what I want to see happen. I want to see him define his role next year because we only played 17 minutes. So I'm assuming that the, the time will go up. I feel, I feel like he'll have more minutes next year. So I just want to see him define his role on that team.
1: All right, man. Yeah, Jonathan is really special. The next guy we're going to talk about here is another Golden State Warrior, a guy that's got better stats. Is still another guy that we think could be a star in the future that guys one want to watch next year. His name is Jordan Poole, 23 years old, 18.5 points per game, four assists, 3.5 rebounds, 36% from the three point line, 44% field goal percentage. I feel like what Jordan Poole we should watch to see him grow into next year is. Two parts to me. One part for me is he takes amazingly tough shots, but sometimes he can be really off. And I feel like those tough shots can be what makes him a star in the future. I just feel like he's got to become more consistent with them, keep on working the same shots, keep on polishing them off until, you know, they're perfected. Uh, and then I feel like the next thing is the IQ and the passing. I feel like there is a lot of room for growth in that area. Um, the Golden State offense makes things very easy for a guy like this who's not extremely developed passing-wise. So um, I feel like basketball IQ passing is things that he could really grow in and that's what i see for and what, what i want to see him grow in so what do you think about jordan polkris
2: i would say consistency that's that's a that's a big thing and i can definitely yeah. agree with your other two points as well but consistency for me is because like mm-hmm. it's like he has moments right where he'll just explode and you'll be like Dad, mm-hmm. like oh god he's great but then like you have other moments where it's just like He's okay, but I just wanted to see more consistency of that. Oh my God, it's great! Like what, how yeah. he was in like the finals, and he was like knocking down shots and stuff like that, shooting from long range and walking off the court. Mm-hmm. More of that consistently. I want to see mm-hmm. more more consistency when it comes to that moment. I want to see more awe factor and not yeah awe factor. If you yeah. get what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I can understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Well, the next man up is uh, another guy that can be a rising star that has star potential is Darren Fox. Darren Fox is twenty three points, twenty three uh, years old, twenty three points per game, twenty. Uh five point six assists, three rebounds, twenty-nine percent of the three point line, forty-seven percent field goal percentage. And the thing that I feel like DR Fox is just feel like he's hit a wall for the past two years. Where mm-hmm. he just hasn't really grown much, changed his game up much. Um, and that three point shots gotta at least be able to hit when it's open. He's got to at least be able to hit it when, oh, my gosh, this guy's dropping off of me into an extreme extent where this shot would be extremely easy if I could take it because they have to respect my drive game and my speed and athletic gifts. Um, I feel like those are the ways that he needs to improve. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to see him, and that's what I think could make him a more complete player. So what do you think about De'Aaron Fox, Chris?
2: I would definitely want to see more shooting. Um, I feel like you have the speed. You know what I mean. You're still young, so you know handling, driving to the basket, just be able to knock down those open shots. Mm-hmm. When they, when you're open, be able to knock them down, and then be able to create for yourself and others. Just kind of mm-hmm. just work on that. Work on increasing yeah. your your three point percentage. For me, mm-hmm.
1: I agree. I really yeah. do agree. Yeah, you ready to kick it to the next guy? Let's get it down to the final two, and the second one is another guy that's a rising star. Was our number one rated prospect the year. He came out of the draft class, and that's Jalen Green, Ooh. twenty years old, seventeen points per game, two point six assists, three rebounds, forty two percent field goal percentage, thirty four percent three point percentage. Um, I feel like. The thing that I think he needs to improve on and the thing I want to see him grow into next year is, yeah, I wish he could become a better defender. Yeah, he could become, you know, even better. at three-point shooting, not saying it's bad. Yeah, he can become more dominant around the rim. Sure, all those type of things. I feel like the biggest thing that I want to see for him that I feel like he needs to grow in and that I really hope he does is mentality. I feel like he's gotta be like, you know what I am locking myself in mentally where anybody says something on the internet don't care where it's just about I'm gonna grow and I'm gonna put my imprint on this league and you guys are gonna know who I am hmm. it, it he has to have that mentality and the swag of like, I'm dominant, and I'm going to show you every night because that's his potential. And I feel like for the Houston Rockets later in the season, he was starting to click with that, where it was like 30-point game, 30-point mm-hmm. game. Like, he was really putting up buckets. The beginning of the year, he looked like he was just playing within the offense, going with the flow, you know, just you know being a good player or the team, just being a – you know team player like no he needs to be like this is my team right and this is i'm taking this and every time you play the houston rockets yeah you might think that you're gonna get this win but you're gonna have to stop me right i'm gonna try to drop 30 on your head I may not be able to. He might drop 25, but this is just the mentality. He needs to have the Kobe mentality, the Michael McCann mentality, a guy like Dominic Wilkins or George Gerving, a mentality of like I am stepping into my game and dominance because he just has so many gifts. All he's got to do now is get the mentality side of it and really just squeeze everybody else by the neck and just say, this is me now in Jugar you have to, there's nothing you can do about it and i feel like that's the next step i want to see for Jalen Green.
2: Oh yeah, i i i agree with that. That's a, that's a good point, mentality. That's that's going to be a good thing cuz we saw a little bit of that toward the end like you mentioned mm-hmm. um toward the end of, the, of last season. So we want to see more of that. I want to see him take that step and mm. really unleash the killer within. Because you, yes. you're right, he you has so much, so many gifts, so many athletic gifts. Like mm-hmm. you just have to, just take it over. Say this is my team. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I have all the gifts. You know what I mean. And you may win, yeah. but you cannot stop what I'm about to do to you.
1: Mm-hmm. Make
2: it, make it like, heck, like the Houston Rockets have Jalen Green over there. Like who wants to guard him tonight?
1: Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. Yeah
2: just where it's like you're gonna have a long night you may win by 30 but you got a long night
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i completely agree with you chris that's what I think he needs to do, and I feel like he has the the ability to do it. And I'm excited to see what he grows into next year, man. I I, I he was my number one guy. I was I was big on him. You know, I yeah. thought he was better coming out of the cage, cutting him, and I thought he was better than Anthony Edwards. And I hope he, you know, shows what we what we was th- seeing from him next year. And I just mentally needs to get with it. Yeah. I, All I right. Yeah. All right, we're going to go ahead and transition to the last guy of this podcast before we call it a day. And uh, this last guy is 22 years old. It'd be hilarious if I said, okay, guess a 22-year-old player that the last time he played in a season with his last most recent stats was 27 points per game, 3.7 assists, 7.2 rebounds, 61% field goal percentage, and 29% for the three-point line. Chris, who, what player would you guess that is? Zion, right? Yes. Yeah, you're a basketball addict, though. Most people would be like, Luca? Yeah. No? Luca? Yes, Luca? Right? Like, uh, this guy is ridiculous, and I, hello, it's very obvious, it's health. Yeah. Look, the guy has some Instagram photos in the summer. I don't know how edited they are, but he looks like the Hulk, okay? He looks trim, bulky, in shape. Like, dear goodness, if he could be healthy, this that's all it is. He's got give, so many gifts. I don't care about anything else other than health and taking care of his body. I want to see this guy playing games. The Pelicans will be really good next year if he's healthy. And, uh, yeah, Zion Williamson, man. What do you think about Zion?
2: You, you hit. That's the main, the main concern for Zion Williamson is health. That's Mm -hmm. what everybody wants. Everybody, we know what you're capable of. We've seen it. We've seen you. We've seen you be a man amongst boys. We've seen you dominate a league full of men. It's fine. We get it. We understand. Stay on the court Mm -hmm. because you can't play a game if you're not on the court. Mm -hmm. If you're not healthy, you can't show your skills. You can't show Mm. your talents. You can't show what you're capable of because you can't play the game that you love. So stay on the court. Stay healthy. Eat better. Become vegan if you have to. I don't care.
1: Stay Mm -hmm. on the court. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Chris. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, this is going to be the end of this episode. Next week, next Sunday, we're basically going to be doing talking about every team in the NBA. Um, We're not going to talk about the regular season predictions and like what their standings are going to be. We're going to talk about every team and, you know, give you a feel for what to see and watch for and watch for their growth and see what differences they're going to have from this year, upcoming season and previous season. Um, so that's what we're going to look forward to for next week's episode. Really appreciate anybody that's hitting the download button or reviewing our podcast or doing any of those type of things. Really helps our podcast go really, really Appreciate it. And, um, yeah, do we. Seconds. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. All right, well, Jason Collins. You're the best boys. Oh, sh-
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts?